from the front lines of the green rush. This is Green Entrepreneur, where business owners talk about how they found success in cannabis and how you can too. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Green Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Jonathan Small, Editor-in-Chief of Green Entrepreneur. I am very excited to have Brooke Alpert with us today. Brooke is a certified holistic cannabis practitioner, a nationally recognized nutrition expert, and a best-selling author. She is founder of Be Nutritious, which is a private nutrition counseling and consulting practice in New York City. She also has a line of CBD products called The Daily Habit. Brooke, welcome to the Write About Now podcast. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I have so many questions to ask you, but first, let's start just with your origin story and how you stumbled upon CBD, particularly and cannabis in, in your life. Sure. So I, I'm a registered dietitian and I've had a private practice here in New York City for about 15 years. And that was like my dream job, right? So I got to talk about like health and wellness and fitness. And a lot of my specialty was weight loss in the, the first, like say decade of my work. And it sort of transitioned more into like a holistic wellness aspect the last five years. And I was really good at what I did. And I helped a lot of my patients feel better. But my husband was one of my top priorities. The father of my children was really struggling with an autoimmune disease. So while I'd come from work and I had had like 15 patients that I helped feel better, I'd come home to a sick husband. So the poor guy, um, being married to a dietitian isn't easy. Um, <laughs> I'm married to a therapist. That isn't easy either, but I can imagine they're both. Yeah, exactly. So just imagine if it was more food focused, right? So I would put him on every diet that I could study or learn about that might be helpful for his symptoms. I would take him to any doctor I would meet. <laughs> like at a conference that sounded interesting or it was doing something outside the box. At one point I was trying to take him to Tijuana for some experimental treatments. Oh, wow. He must've loved that idea. Yeah. It was like $20,000, like before you can even get on the plane to get there. And, and again, all experimental in a different country. It just was not, I think it just showed how desperate I was to try to help him because it's a debilitating disease he has. So he basically like broke up with me as his practitioner. He's like, just be my wife, <laughs> like be the mother of my kids. But like, you are no longer my dietitian or like my primary caregiver. And I have like a joke that I'd almost rather him want to sleep with other people <laughs> than like not let me help him from a nutrition standpoint. But I let, I sort of let it go. And around that time, I was stumbling across some interesting articles about CBD and what it could do for pain and PTSD. And he has um, severe PTSD from some um, traumas earlier in his life. And I basically just bought a, you know, a brand that I thought looked trustworthy on the internet. I knew very little about it. I said, you do you, eat whatever you want, and then just add this in. And I, I gave him some sort of dosage that I, I got from PubMed that was an ideal, ideal dosage. And he's like, well, what are you giving me? And I'm like, I don't know. I think it's made from pot. And that's it. And he's like, that's pretty sweet. So we joke that Todd is what we call cannabis friendly, which is a very polite term for pothead. Okay. <laughs> so he was already a customer. Yeah. He was very comfortable with, with this idea. And I think in hindsight, you know, that the pothead joke about him is he's been self-medicating for years, right? So I think he's been self-treating his PTSD, self-treating his pain um, and his struggles but really didn't have anything to get him through the day when he needed to be alert and drive and watch our children and work. So trying the CBD for him 
within a couple of weeks of super high doses, we really saw a difference. And being the, the science nerd I am, that just, there was a light bulb that went off that there's something there. And so I started slowly like introducing it to some of my patients, ones especially who were dealing with emotional eating, which all stems from anxiety. So I kind of thought, well, if I could work on the anxiety, like literally give them a pill for the anxiety, then maybe we can control the emotional eating without any sort of side effects. And I, I saw great turnaround in my practice. And at that point, the only way that I could keep recommending a product in my practice was to be much more of an expert on it. So I enrolled in a program to become a certified holistic cannabis practitioner and became certified after a year. And I loved it. And the whole time as I was you know, doing this program, everything I was learning about cannabis was awesome. And everything I was learning about CBD was great. But what kept sort of like coming up in my head was CBD is the ultimate wellness vitamin. And the more I learned, the more that just sort of like became like neon flashing lights in my head during every single like program I was working on. And every time I would look for a product that met the criteria that I had learned about and that felt like a wellness vitamin, I couldn't find anything like that, right? So I could find pills, I could find tinctures, I could find gummies, but nothing really met like what I was looking for. So that for the patients in my office who were much more like me, right? Who like are, are healthy overall and just always looking for like that fountain of youth or that fountain of energy, or just to like, how do I become like the best version of myself to accomplish the marathons that I run every day? And so that's why I created Daily Habit. I wanted a wellness focused CBD supplement that was something easy to add into everyone's daily lifestyle. And so the idea of like another pill when I have so many patients with like a pharmaceutical bin in their medicine cabinet of whether it's prescription medication or vitamins and they just have pill fatigue. They don't want another something. So it really was this powder that kind of like came to me in the middle of the night one night that that was like my answer. And that that's really how Daily Habit was born. So is that the form factor that the powder, it's a powder? Absolutely. So it's a powdered supplement and the base is a coconut powder. And so you add it to your coffees or teas, you can smoothies, you can bake with it, but it turns into a non-dairy creamer in your beverages. So it keeps it vegan, it keeps it keto friendly, but it's delicious. And it's, the cool thing is that it becomes part of people's rituals, right? Coffee and tea first thing in the morning is, I would say like a huge amount of Americans especially follow that routine in the morning, right? To get some sort of caffeinated boost. I got mine right here. (laughs) So I wanted something that was like not going to be another old protein powder that got stuck in the back of your cabinet, something that would be really useful and easy to use regularly. So is it full spectrum, broad spectrum, an isolate? What is it? It is full spectrum. As you know, every production run yields some different results, even if you're using the same farmers, the same plants. So our first production run, we basically had non-detectable levels of THC. And then, you know, we're sort of, you know, balancing. So we're a full spectrum product. We work full spectrum hemp, but occasionally we look like a broad spectrum based on the COAs that we have. What is your feeling as a nutritionist about whether THC needs to be included with CBD and, and the other cannabinoids to have the most effect? It, like, it seems like you need the whole plant really, right? Like I'm sometimes a little bit wary of CBD isolates that are just CBD. Like I feel like you're avoiding then the, the entourage effect and then all the benefits, right? Absolutely. So I think the top tier is a full spectrum plant and a full spectrum product. And that's because THC makes CBD even more effective. 
right? All the other cannabinoids in there, that entourage effect. I kind of say it like when you have an isolate, it's like one person singing. When you've got the entourage effect and all of, you know, the full spectrum components, then it's sort of like an entire like philharmonic or, you know, orchestra. Like it's just so much more impressive. And that's how it works in the body. I think there is a time and a place for an isolate. So for people who are dealing with severe conditions that need massive, massive doses of CBD, it's very hard to consume that in a full spectrum product. So for some patients in the past, I've recommended a full spectrum product while also including an isolate to really sort of double down on the amount of CBD they're taking. But really for the most part, full spectrum is my number one recommendation. Broad spectrum, if you're THC phobic, if you get drug tested or you're recently paroled, any of those reasons. I still am not 100% sure how much the 0.3% of THC or less will show up on a drug test, but I am not taking a chance with anybody's life or career that way. So if you are someone who gets drug tested, broad spectrum is the way to go. And the 0.3% is enough in a full spectrum, right? You might not have the I mean, you won't probably have the psychoactive effects. That's such a small dose, but you will have the the health benefits of it. A hundred percent. When you're working with industrial hemp, the only way it could be classified as that is that it has 0.3% THC or less. So there is no CBD that people are buying that is the legal federally or from non-dispensaries that's going to have THC that'll get you high, stoned, or give you the munchies right? None of that psychoactive effect from THC, but I still think that small amount is the science just shows that it just makes CBD more effective. So I like the most bang for my buck, right? If I'm going to take a product, I want the best product that I can have. Yeah. Well, first of all, how is your husband doing now? Todd has a progressive debilitating disease. So it is an ongoing struggle and battle. CBD helps improve his quality of life but it's not his cure. More traditional cannabis and with high levels of THC are very helpful for him in the evenings to sort of be able to get out of his body and sort of get that pain relief. Once the kids are in bed, then he can really kind of have his like out of body relief because when you're trapped in a chronic condition, that's all pain, you need that. And so for him, that's been the most effective on top of CBD, while it's been incredibly helpful, it's also been major, major therapy working with neurologists. So it's just one of his lifestyle components that's helping him increase his quality of life every day. Well, that's good to hear. Let's talk about cannabis and your daily diet, daily habit, and your nutrition. So interesting that, that your, your two specialties here are really interesting. Can cannabis you be used to help somebody lose weight? I mean, is we so often associate cannabis with, like you mentioned, the munchies, right? That it actually makes you hungry. And I think a lot of people sort of have that effect. I actually doesn't really have that effect on me, but I know it has that effect on a lot of people. So how can it be used as an appetite suppressant in a way? Sure. So traditional cannabis, yes, the, the munchies are something that is a very common occurrence. I get them instantly when I indulge. And it's kind of fascinating how much it works, no matter how aware I am, all of a sudden, like I'm diving into something but it is what it is. The funny part is, is like we have that stereotype of like, you know, people who use regular cannabis and daily and that they're these munchies and these stoner guys. And yet the majority of them tend to be on the leaner side. So I do think that there is some sort of positive benefit that their metabolism is, is getting from that. That said, it's really the THC and CBG that helps stimulate the appetite. So CBG and THC are often being researched for how they can help cancer patients to keep their appetite, right? Because that's when you have a cancer patient undergoing cancer treatments, they need enough food and an appetite to keep eating to help them get 
enough energy to maintain themselves through these treatments. So like severe weight loss for them is not something you want. So there are those appetite stimulant properties of cannabis that can also be found in CBD. That said, there is no research that shows that CBD usage increases your appetite. And if anything, I found it to be the opposite. So often a lot of reasons that people are overeating it can be due to stress, anxiety, or hormonal issues. And often it can be due to, they can have weight gain because they're in pain and they're inactive because they're fear of the pain or the pain itself. So when you have a product like a full spectrum CBD, it can help target the underlying causes of why the weight gain is happening. So for my clients that I worked with originally in my practice, by addressing their underlying anxiety, we were able to stop their emotional eating and binge behaviors. So for the one who comes home from work, has a glass of wine and then dives in and eats potato chips and everything else in their pantry, or for the patient of mine who basically loves to finish her kids' foods. Um, by the way, I'm both to, to both of those. I'm <laughs> hand up. There we go. Yeah. There we go. If we are able to sort of take a look at when these binge behaviors are most commonly happening for a specific person and try to prevent them by preemptively taking a high quality CBD product then all of a sudden they're having a reduction in that anxiety or that stress, which is then allowing them to not reach for that glass of wine or allowing them to not overeat. And so it's sort of like um, a second degree relation to helping with weight maintenance and weight loss. Same thing when it comes to sleep, right? So often when we're tired, we tend to eat more. And a lot of that is because our hormonal levels, right? So we have an increase when we don't sleep well, we have an increase in ghrelin, which is that growling hormone. It increases your appetite and a decrease in leptin, which is the satiety hormone tells you you're full. So you don't sleep well, your hormones are out of whack. And they basically say like, eat more. And that whole point is just like a biologic re- way to kind of keep yourself awake and alert, right? It's like an evolutionary safety. So if we have CBD and we have better quality sleep, then our hormone levels are better regulated and therefore we're able to make healthier choices. So it's like this really cool, like addressing the underlying cause of why we're making these poor behaviors and these poor decisions and helping our body adjust from there. Same thing with like exercise. Like I've been, you have chronic pain, right? And so therefore you're not exercising or not as mobile. But if you start taking CBD, addressing the inflammation and the pain, then all of a sudden you're able to start walking more and moving your body more. So it's kind of cool how that works. And CBD also helps, it helps me with recovery from exercise, right? Like I know it's an anti-inflammatory. I find that I take it, I'm doing, now that I'm sort of trapped at home all year, I became a total uh, yuppie and and got got a Peloton bike. And, you know, I, I, but I'm sore, but I'm not as sore. I mean, I think because I've been, taking a lot of CBD. I think it helps with that. Yeah, absolutely. It's been shown to be great for muscle recovery. So it's a perfect post-workout supplement. For me, CBD is really helping with my focus. So the science that shows what it could do for people who are struggling with ADD and ADHD is really awesome. I don't have either, but I have like, (laughs) I'm a working mom. So I'm with a sick husband. So I'm juggling at all times. And I find that when I sit down after having like my big cup of daily habit in my coffee, that I'm not like opening up 40 tabs on my you know computer at once, right? I'm not like attempting to get work done while scrolling to see what's happening in politics on Twitter while looking at something else. I It's really helpful to keep my focus. And a lot of people find that CBD is really great with their productivity levels as well. Yeah. How much do you, have you looked into THCV? I know there's been some research showing that it suppresses the appetite and seems to have an effect on 
blood sugar regulation. Is that something that you've looked into at all? Not in detail, but I think there's we're like literally at like the, the first step of really understanding the cannabis plant and what it can do. There are certain things like I, I'm a science nerd to begin with, right? Like science is my background, like research is my jam. Like I, I love this stuff. And so the more that we're learning, so like we have the endocannabinoid system in our body, right? The ECS. And we have these receptors all over our body, which are basically primed and ready to be absorbing and receiving cannabinoids. But like something that makes me geek out is like when there's not a lot of receptors in the brain until there's some sort of trauma. So for people who are struggling, like after a post-concussion or traumatic brain injury or something, all of a sudden the CB2 receptors become active in the brain, like kind of waiting to help heal it. So I think that there's so much more, and I can only imagine what THCV has the capabilities of or so much. Yeah. It'll be so interesting to see. Hopefully we it becomes federally legal and we can study these things more rigorously. Until then, we just hope that Israel <laughs> starts doing studies in places where they actually allow cannabis research in a big way. Thank God for Israel, really. Like they are the fathers, right? The, the founding fathers, the land of milk and honey. It's really, really all about the green. So it's great. So edibles, I feel like they're so often candy. They're packaged as gummies and traditional kind of like candy type. There are some edibles that are more savory and, and less sugar. So I wonder as a nutritionist, what, what your sort of take on edibles is. You know, it's funny when I was trying to come up with how the like, formula or the format that I wanted my product to be, you know, gummies were becoming very big just in, in general, a couple of years ago when it came to vitamins, I wrote a book about like the dangers and the health detriments of eating too much sugar. So like the idea that I'd be recommending a gummy was like, I mean, like it just was wrong, right? It should not come out of my mouth to be like, eat a gummy. That said, I think for some people, gummies can be beneficial. So there's CBD that has gummies. My only question when it comes to CBD with gummies is that you need to make sure there's a fat source in them. So CBD and the full spectrum products need fat to be better absorbed and received by the ECS. So I don't always understand where the fat source is coming from and if the body is really responding to it or if the sugar kind of overpowers it. And when it comes to edibles, I think that they're kind of tricky because it's much harder to sort of know how your body is going to react to an edible. It also, it lasts longer in your system and more people have had like negative reactions to edibles, right? So like my husband, who is quite well versed, right? In cannabis use. One time we were in LA, he tried an edible and like, honestly, like we lost him for 12 hours. You know, he was just like gone. He was there, but he was not there. That's happened to me. It's a scary feeling. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and there's great ways to come back from too much of an edible, right? So like a lot of cold water crunching on vegetables, like carrots and celery are really helpful to sort of like bring you back. And that's really beneficial for a lot of people. I love microdosed edibles. So really small amounts so like 2.5 milligrams of THC in there. And like for me, who's a bit of a control freak, I love knowing exactly how much I'm getting and I'm able and I know how my body reacts to anything between 2.5 and 5 milligrams of THC. So I like that control factor. And there's some really awesome products out there that have that. My only issue when it comes to being them packaged as these sweets are, one, are they appealing to children, right? And as a mom, like that stuff just has to stay like well, sort of, not only does it need to stay hidden, but it needs to also have a dialogue with your children that this is, these are my vitamins. These are my, my medication. This is not for you to touch. So that's, that's one concern, but the amount of these little chocolate or gummy edibles that I have are, are so small 
that I'm not concerned about the amount of sugar from that. Like if you need to eat like five brownies, it's a different story. And so like the small doses of edibles and, and then if that's how, even if it is a large brownie and that's how you take it, then that's your dessert. There's a time and a place for a piece of cake. And if you want to have yours laced, you know, or, or boosted with uh, the beauty, the beauty, beautiful benefits of cannabis, then enjoy it, right? Have your cake and eat it too and, and get a nice high. So to speak. Yeah. <laughs> Dosage is an issue. And I know it's, it's different for everybody, but I feel like one of the benefits of working at Green Entrepreneur is that I get a lot of CBD products sent to me to try out, which is wonderful because I know CBD is not necessarily cheap and it's nice to have so much, but I could literally just be taking CBD all day and I never know how much I should be taking. Is it possible to take too much CBD? What's your feeling? What do you tell your clients? I mean, I know your product goes in your coffee. Is that enough to sort of last you for the day or do you need to sort of replenish in the middle of the day? I really think it depends on who you are, how your body responds to it and what your like goals are from it. Right. For someone like me, I really care about that focus. Like those first couple of hours at my desk are my most productive times. So for me, 10 milligrams of a high quality CBD is, is enough to get that done. And then if I'm stressed later in the day, either I can take another dose of CBD or I can wait until the full end of the day and indulge in a little bit of THC. So that's, you know, it depends on who you are. For someone like my husband who has severe pain and real serious issues, he needs massively high doses. So we're talking to a couple hundred milligrams for him a day, full spectrum CBD, and that works for him. For me, that would be such a waste. I don't need that. So for overall wellness, for for people that are not struggling with severe chronic issues, I found 10 milligrams of a high quality CBD to be a really great starting point and sweet spot for most people, where 10 milligrams sort of gets them back to a more comfortable baseline. They can function, they go on through their day, and if then they need to sort of add more throughout the day, great. And with my product, I say, if you need it more than five times a day, then I'm not the right product for you. I'd much rather you go to another product that has higher dosing so you don't need to take it so much. This way, you're not wasting your money that way too. I've personally consumed up to like 200 milligrams on a day where I was trying products and <laughs> you know, I, there's really don't think there is a crazy upper limit. I just think it's wasteful. It's the same thing as vitamins, right? Like you can take tons and tons of vitamins. Just makes your pee a little bit more yellow. (laughs) Exactly. So whatever your body's not absorbing, you're just going to, you know, it's just expensive urine, right? So it's the same thing. Like why use more when less is effective for you? Right. But it's not necessarily dangerous to use too much, right? Now, I, I have never seen a study or any sort of antidotal evidence that there is like an upper level dose. Now, like if we're consuming like, you know, 500 to a thousand milligrams of CBD and we don't have a doctor sort of involved, I would wonder what do you need? What are your underlying conditions that you need so much? And I'd recommend we sort of do a little bit more investigation into what's going on with your body. But again, I'm, I'm still not concerned about even that. I mean, you can take, you know, all 300 milligrams of my, one of my containers at once. You will not get high and you probably won't have any negative side effects. It's just going to be a very creamy coffee. Yeah. And an expensive. Let me ask you one last, because one of the trendy things right now is intermittent fasting. And I, I will confess that I even do it somewhat, probably not the right way, but I try to do it from what I've learned. I'd love to know your position on intermittent fasting, if you think it's healthy. And also if there's a, does it matter during that fasting if you take CBD and does it help you actually on the fast? Is it something that actually might be a, a good sort of um, addition to an intermittent fasting 
regime. Yes. Number one, I think intermittent fasting and the science behind it is really awesome. In one of my last books, I mentioned that my favorite type of intermittent fasting is early time restricted feeding. So ETRF. And basically that just means you have an early dinner and a late breakfast. So that gives you around 14 hours is sort of the ideal amount to have dinner and breakfast. And the cool thing about that is that you just need to have dinner a little earlier, breakfast a little later, but you're still not skipping any meals. So it doesn't actually feel like a real fast. What I have found with true intermittent fasting, when they're like, you can only eat between the hours of like 12 and eight, is that there's just too much downtime without food. And for some people, it leads them to unhealthy relationships with eating, which I think one of my goals is always as a dietitian to sort of take away that sort of obsessive behaviors about food. And I think that that's what's the most important. So for some people, it just doesn't work. I've had plenty of patients that have no problem, not even touching food until noon. It just doesn't even occur to them. As long as they could have their coffee, they're fine. Most CBDs should be fine to add in for intermittent fasting. So is the majority of CBDs, as long as there's no sugar added, because you don't want those carbohydrates and there's only fat and you don't want protein either. So if there's only really fat as the, uh, the macronutrient, you're fine. So like daily habit in your coffee while you're fasting is totally fine. Same thing with like any of the tinctures, obviously pills are fine too. I wouldn't be popping a gummy that has sugar or any carbohydrates because then you're breaking your fast. So if you're going to do that, you might as well eat like a healthy breakfast. Okay. This is a completely selfish self-helping question, but I've got it. I've got a, a dietitian, a, a award-winning dietitian on my, my line. So I have to ask this question. What do I do? So I do that intermittent fasting, but I find that if I, when I go down to feed the cats around 10 o'clock before I go to bed, I'm so hungry at that. There's a certain hour right before I go to bed where I just like craving sugar and, and, and I'm very hungry. And I do find that even if I eat an early dinner that I do want like a little snack at like 10. And I'm wondering if there's something I can do to prevent that desire. Yeah. You know, I think it really depends on what you're eating. So perhaps maybe that last meal needs to be bulked up a little bit more and that for me, I'd most likely ask you to add more protein and like low carbohydrate fiber, right? So basically more greens and more lean protein. So that might just like help you sort of get past that. It also, that just might be like a real tough hour for you. So making a cup of herbal tea, maybe putting a scoop of daily habits, so you're getting some of that fat, you know, some of that creamer there can also help satiate you. But I don't think eating before bed is anything that's positive for your body. It actually disrupts your quality yeah, of sleep. I know it's terrible for you. It's one of the worst things you can do. Yeah. I mean, it's not one of the worst. Like, let's trust me. I've seen Again, they're just, well, okay, there's a lot of worse. But as far as you want to lose weight, it's ne- definitely something that has been not recommended by many people. If you want to lose weight, I always recommend stopping to eat at least two hours before you go to sleep. This way your body has time to digest and your body can focus on recovery and repair while you sleep instead of digestion. So that's, it's just really beneficial for your body that way. But if, if that is your, your, your trigger point, I would try to get ahead of it, right? So if before you go feed the cat, maybe even get down there a little earlier, right? Make yourself a cup of tea, have a big glass of water, do something like that to sort of get ahead of that hunger feeling. And to sort of fill that tummy up with something and then mosey on to sleep. You know, maybe around that time is when you need to take some of your vitamins, right? So like you take magnesium before you go to sleep to help your muscles relax and help you have a better sleep. Taking vitamins can sometimes be like relatively filling on your stomach if you're really trying not to eat. So that's also something you can do. But I would imagine a nice herbal tea with some a good quality CBD product in there would probably be a really nice option for you then. All right. Well, this is such great information. Thank you so much, Brooke. If people want to find out more about you and about your product, what should they do? 
Sure. So our website is dailyhabitcbd.com. Everything you could possibly want to know about CBD, about Daily Habit, about me is on there. On Instagram, we're at Daily Habit CBD, and that's really the best place to find me. That's terrific. Well, Brooke Alpert, thank you so much for joining the Green Entrepreneur Podcast. I wish you all the best with your business. I, I have to get a hold of some Daily Habit powder immediately, so I will be ordering some after this, but have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Green Entrepreneur Podcast. To find out more about Green Entrepreneur, you can go to greenentrepreneur.com or check out our magazine on newsstands everywhere. Check out our Instagram at Green Entrepreneur. We're also on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and all other social media feeds. If you like this podcast and you'd like to hear more from me, Jonathan Small, check out my other podcast, Right About Now, that's W-R-I-T-E, to get some in-depth interviews into the lives and stories of successful writers, how they got there, what they learned, and what you need to succeed. That's rightaboutnowmedia.com. Until next episode, we'll THC you later.